Hello and welcome to Metal Vice, a podcast where we talk about all things music. Well, the things we care about. That's right, which is mainly metal music and live music. I'm one of your hosts, Brian, joining through your other host, Karen. Karen, what are we talking about in this episode? We're going to talk about The Who at the Vic Theater. Yeah, this is The Who and Asking Alexandria, a co-headlining tour, um, Psycho Thunder tour. The openers were Bad Wolves and 0936, except for Bad Wolves. They had some kind of issues and they couldn't come. So Oh, yeah, I was going to listen to that Instagram thing. but To figure out why, why Yeah, it I think it was um, tour um, issues, because like in the comments, people were basically like, Oh, tour costs are high or like bus. I, they either had like bus issues or something. Yeah. Luckily we got to see them earlier this year with Volbeat. We so did. I was yeah. excited to see them again. It was a little disappointing when we got there and realized like, Oh shit, they're already tar- tearing down zero nine three six and they're getting set up for like one of the other two bands. So this is kind of weird, but all right. Yeah. And then you looked up Instagram there and saw that, but so it was a little disappointing, but you know, shit happens. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's just kind of weird that, this has happened quite a few times to us lately, like where we aren't aware that the band isn't performing. Only one other time this year. Oh. Right? Like it was at, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Hogfest with uh, Falling in Reverse. They yeah, well, they canceled. Out. Yeah. Uh, but was were, a, I thought there was a couple other times where, well, I know last year we had two times with uh, Iron Maiden and Trivium and then Ghost and Mastodon. Ghost and Mastodon. I thought there was some other time this year that we were like, oh, I thought w- they were going to be there. What's the red one up there? That's uh, that's Falling in Reverse. Oh, okay. Yep. I just thought that there was another time where we were like, oh, I thought that they were going to be here, and then they weren't. I don't know. I think we've been pretty good at it lately. The one other thing that was disappointing that happened this time, or this year, was the, the cancellation of Ginger, which was like a week or so before. But that's, right, just, but that's, that's something different. Tour. Yeah, they postponed it, so yeah. Yeah. So, Anyways, yeah. whatever. Um. Psycho Thunder tour said that in Chicago. This was at the Vic Theater. Originally, it was supposed to be at the Riviera. Riviera. Mm-hmm. Uh, got moved to the Vic. Uh, tickets were $48 uh, with $16.74 in fees and $6.53 in tax. Uh, got a physical ticket, and part of that fee is the physical ticket cost that we picked up at Will Call. So uh, kind of explains the higher fee rate there for that. Bad Wolves were there. By the time we saw this show, we had seen every single one of these bands. Yes. Yep. You were just super pumped to see The Who again because you I loved them after yeah. last year. Yeah. Well, last year we saw them at uh, the Hollywood Amphitheater, which is now Credit One. Amphitheater, yeah. Amphitheater. Sorry. It's changed its name so many times. Um, and the one in Tinley Park. And at that show, we ended up going to sit on the lawn. Yep. Um, so we were watching it from the screen. Um, it sounded phenomenal. It was just um, watching on the screen. You're only watching. I mean, it makes sense, but you're only watching what the camera is showing you. And so I was super excited because I wanted to see the traditional instruments and see, you know, like just see them perform, see them on stage. So I was super excited for that. And I like the hum music. Yeah. A it's lot. Mongolian metal. So yeah. very traditional Mongolian instruments. Some uh, vocal styles, very traditional as well, yeah. I assume. Really cool to see, really unique and new and different that you don't really hear that often. Which we we said this a lot. We like the the tri- like the non English speaking yeah acts like because, the native acts yeah where they sing in native language as well as like play yeah traditional or just like non traditional metal instruments. Um, Elvetia yeah. is another really good yeah. example of this where it's just it's unique, it's new, it's different. Like 
you don't see this that often, so it just adds a little bit extra to the show. Um, yeah, I think any time that I see a band that's playing metal that's not using... Just oh, bass and guitar and yeah, drums. Yeah, exactly. Like, About to Liptica, I really, really like. Yep. Elvetti, I really, really liked. Um, the Who. Now I just named all three of them <laughs> that I know. But Rammstein, your traditional, yeah. they're, they're your traditional metal band, but all in German. In so. German, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's fun to pick up or to hear something that's not what you see mainstream yeah and and to your point of like just bringing other instruments in yeah corn does this with the bagpipes from time yep. to time uh puppet show avatar with the trombone yep super really like it's just a lot of fun to like mix it up a little bit yeah and, and change up your act just a little bit so i yeah. i really enjoy those songs and i agree like the who's a big draw for me i wanted to see that because of them yeah um that was honestly the reason why i wanted to see this entire show yeah and that's a good point because like i said we've seen all these bands we saw zero nine three six last year yes did not like the set we came away like hating it i think when we did our podcast we're like that really sucked type yeah shit. well that weekend so or that week we saw we ended up going to see three days grace with wage war and zero nine three six that was a pr- impromptu i yep. was just googling we bought tickets um that day and so we really didn't even know who they were but then the next day we saw Jairus Johnson with Evanescence and Corn, and both of those acts, Jairus Johnson and Zero Nine Three Six, we had like a similar vibe. When we we left. did, like, yeah. yeah, this is yeah. yeah. So I think, I think from my memory, um, Zero Nine Three Six was it has the rap element, but then I also thought that it was more of like the backing track, like what Jairus Johnson was. But this time, I don't remember hearing that. Yeah, and that's a that's a good. Let's, I guess let's dive into 0936 then before... Yeah, let's just dive into 0936 okay. because we had shit come up with work and we weren't able to get to the show as early as we wanted to. Uh, we knew 0936 was going to be the first band and we were like, ah, whatever, we're going to be a little late. We're going to miss it. We didn't like the set the first time or the, when we saw them last year and we didn't enjoy it. Let's. It's fine if we skip this. Um, I'm glad we didn't wait too long <laughs> since Bad Wuss was right. there. <laughs> so we ended up coming in late. We saw the last like two or three tracks of um, 0936. Yeah. But yeah, yeah let's also, <laughs> we're jumping around here a little bit here, but let's, why don't you tell us what the set list was yeah. for that? So they started with The End, uh, Stuck in My Ways, Break, The Fear, In My Hands, Self-Destruct, Adrenaline, and they ended with I'm Not. Yeah, and I again, we showed up late, so we're not sure what track we came in on because we don't know the music that well. Yeah, probably we probably heard three or four songs, though. Well, so another thing also, at the end of the set, he's like, normally you'd have three more songs, but I'm going through a bit oh, of a true. throat issue or a head cold or something, so I can't really... Oh, that's true. So what set list are you using? So that's another thing, right? We, we couldn't find the set list for all of these acts in Chicago, so these are from past shows other than the Chicago So this show. is from Minnesota. Yep. I do, because I think he ended on Adrenaline. He may have. So, but I mean, so we didn't get the whole set. We showed up late. But I remember when we first walked in, we were both like, oh, this isn't yeah. actually half bad. <laughs> yeah, like, is this how we remembered them? Why didn't we like this? We were talking in between sets of, it's all 0936 and Jairus Johnson, right? I think, yeah, yeah. And both of those were the first openers of those sh- Shows we went to back to back nights in yeah. Denver, and we were both like, oh, that, that, "That really sucked." They both sucked. Fuck that. We don't like that music. We didn't add in our playlist last year. I'm not going to add it to the playlist this year, um, for many reasons. We weren't there for all of it, and yeah, we weren't there for all of it. Yeah, mainly that. 
And so that kind of helped our decision for not going in, right? We're like, we didn't like it, blah, blah, blah. Said that already. Um, but afterwards, we're like, that wasn't actually half bad. The rapping I did remember once yes, he started yeah. rapping. And it's like, I think that was the thing I didn't like. Is yeah. The rapping is fine. It's not great rapping. And it just feels weird in the song. So I'm like, I don't yeah. like this. Like, I remember when we did the podcast last year, I think we were like trying to give it a genre or give it like a space within metal music. Because, I mean, you get the metal i'm saying metal tones but you get the metal aspect you definitely of it get like the backing of the metal like yeah the, the guitar the drums are very metal centric yeah and um again there's no bass if i remember right i don't think so i didn't it's see one that guitar night. and so i wonder if there is a backing track with maybe for bass the bass tones part, yeah um but anyways so and i remember last year being like well it's not really new metal because it doesn't have that new metal sound but they're rapping so is there like a new say i'm using the word new but not nu but like N-E-W, like a new a new form of metal a new form oh. of metal coming out and that's but that's what i was saying last year because we saw jaris johnson and zero nine three six back to back and they were both like bands that were like we have not heard music like this but granted at that time we had not seen 50 shows in one year so yeah i yeah i don't know uh i don't know we're i'm really bad with genres oh, in me general too. Me so too. i'm horrible at it yeah, I can't remember what we were talking about last year, but yeah, it, it's definitely different from a lot of the stuff we've yeah. heard for sure. But from what we did hear this year, like the two or three, three or four, two, three, four songs, whatever we heard, um, I remember really enjoying it. Like I remember even like banging my heads a couple heads. I have two heads. I remember banging my head a couple times and everything. Like I maybe it just our perception of music has changed in the last year. Maybe I don't know. I. I think it was seeing Jairus Johnson being really down on that and being like, we didn't, I also did not enjoy, at least for me anyway, I also did not enjoy 0936. To me, they were lumped together. Therefore, I don't like both of them. Yeah. But yeah. seeing them, seeing just 0936 and not having any other, and having a little bit more knowledge of what to expect going yeah, in, even true. though I remembered that's nothing, true. but I knew I didn't like it. Yeah. So going in, like, I'm not going to enjoy this. And then being surprised, like, oh, I actually enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah. Still not my favorite thing, not something I'm going to seek out. Yeah, I don't think so either. But at least now, I'm more willing to give them a second chance. Yeah, yeah. Or third chance now, because this second chance, we came in late, and it's like, oh, I'm kind of disappointed we did show up late now. Yeah. Because I would have, like, I wanted to see the whole set and experience the whole thing to see if that's true all the way through, or just from that moment that we walked in, in the middle of the set, and then heard till the end. Right. If that, like, there's something there that I do, I, this time around, I have a better positive takeaway than I did the first time. Oh, yeah. Me so, too. Me too. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than, like, it was better than expected. And it's something I'm now excited to see again. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember when these, tick, I, I have the exact same thought because I even remember when we bought these tickets, I was like, I do not want to go for the first or for the opener. And I don't say that ever. <laughs> So I was just like, you know, we don't need to go. And then work shit happened. So we ended up not going as early. Um, but anyways, so, but I have the same thought where I'm like, well, if they're on a bill again, like I'm going to go and see them, you know, check them out again. But I think they were also announced last year or for the next coming um, uh, ship rocked. They were last year on ship. Rocked. And we saw that and like, uh, that would suck. Yeah. But there's so many other bands, whatever we could probably skip that if, if we were on that tour um or on that boat but i don't know now looking back like oh i'll check that out again so i don't know again as we both said second impression actually helped 
us change our mind a little bit yeah. toward them. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that's a lesson, you know, like if a band doesn't catch your fancy the first time. So I think that's going to be a theme because that's going to lead into ask, Asking <laughs> Alexandria. Actually, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we saw Asking Alexandria last year at Hogfest as one yes. of the openers. Yes. And I remember knowing of them, but not ever listening to their music. Right. And they go on, they start playing and being very disappointed in their set. It was like, this is at Hogfest. boring. I don't enjoy this music. I don't, it's not something I like, like enjoy. Like I just said, I don't like this music. Definitely very radio friendly style yes. music. Yeah. Especially what they played at Hogfest was very radio. It's very, yeah. It, it, at least I don't remember what they played. I don't pull up that set list. Um, well, from what we heard anyways, yeah, that's very what I'm saying. Yeah. Is it yeah. felt very, not that heavy. Yeah. Very light, very radio friendly. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, but they also came off a wage war, which I felt like was heavier than asking Alexandra. You don't like wage war, but I felt like that that had more energy and everything. And then you get asking Alexandra that was just like, we play them on the hog. So yeah. And in flames was before them too, which was supposed to be heavy and it was heavy, but yeah, I don't know. I, it just felt weird to me on that. Like it went from in flames Wage War, Asking Alexandria, and their set that night just felt slower yeah. than the other two, yeah. for sure. But anyways. Um, but I remember leaving that and being like, I did not enjoy Asking Alexandria. No, yeah. I think I even said, like, we don't need to put them on the playlist. I ended up putting them you on. You did, yeah. Um, and then we got, we had gotten it prior to that show, I think, but they had a live recording, I think it was, for Record Store Day. Okay. So we got the vinyl for that. And either we got that prior or after. I can't remember exactly when we got what record store did that one was for. Okay. But we listened to that after this show. Because I remember you being like, who is this? I was like, this is Asking Alexandria. And like, this does not sound, it does, yeah. it's not what I remember. I kind of remember that day. Yeah. Of being like, that's not what they sounded like at Hogfest. And I was the same way. I was like, that is not what I remember from Hogfest either. Um, so going into this, I was, I was more open to this performance than I was zero nine three six because I knew like I didn't, going in. Yeah. Cause I didn't okay. like the live performance, but I liked the live album. So there's something in there. Maybe it was just that particular set list they put together. So I'm excited to see what's going, what's going to happen. Also, I did not expect them to be next. I, I know. Yeah. It's a co-headlining show and I'm really liking that bands are doing co-headlining shows. And I'm especially liking that both bands get full set lists. Yes. And it seems a lot of them are flipping who's the headliner, depending yeah. on what city you're in, what venue you're doing, who fits the bill a little better that particular night, who needs a break, who doesn't, I don't know. But I love that they are flipping it back and forth and you kind of don't know who you're going to get. And maybe you can guess depending on where you're at. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I like it too. And I think I like it most because of the full set list instead of get it. Because generally it's like 25 minutes for the opener 40 45 minutes and then you get like an hour and a half or whatever and i especially for bands that i really like if you're in that middle slot it's like oh that sucks yeah so to get a full set list is really cool hour 10 hour 15 yeah. for both bands yeah perfect time yeah slot I, I i'm like i'm liking this a lot but um let you start us off with the set list we have and again this is a set list not from chicago but a different show right around the same time yeah this is from minnesota uh, yeah minnesota as well so they started with The Violence, Alone Again, Breathless, Killing You, 
Bad Blood, Moving On, Dark Void, Into the Fire, Where Did It Go, To the Stage, A Prophecy, The Final Episode, Let's Change the Channel. And then at this show, they did an encore with Let, uh, Let Go and Alone in a Room, which I'm trying to remember at the Vic. Did they go off for a second and then come back? They did. They did okay. take a little bit I of, thought a, so. of like step off, step back. Yeah, so th- maybe that's the encore yeah, yeah. thing. So, And again, like we don't know their music that well, so no, I don't know yeah. if this is 100% accurate. It's probably very close if it's not 100% accurate to what they, they played at the Vic. But yeah, they came out and were fucking hard right off the bat. Yes. I, I liked yeah. it so much. I got really fucking into this. Yeah. So they were doing, so they mentioned a few times that they were doing like, it, it's been 15 years since they became a band. Yeah. If I remember right. And they were like, oh, so we're going to play some old stuff, some new stuff, you know. Everything for, from our catalog. From everything. So, and like you mentioned, I don't know their music either. So I don't know what's old, what's new. Um, but I'm wondering if that's the difference from when we saw them at Hogfest. Like if it was more like, the popular songs versus this where it's like that it could be very that very well could be because if you don't have a headlining slot you have like you said 40 minutes they were mm-hmm. went on right before um i think it was godsmack that year yes so they went on right before godsmack it's like you have 40 minutes to quickly play your top songs right but those top songs still would have been in here too i i just don't know but maybe the other harder stuff you could then sprinkle that in to like break up the monotony of like a repetitive slow sort of yeah. set yeah which again there were some slow elements here for sure in the in this set but coming out super fucking hard and just staying hard for a while and then you can throw those softer slower songs in um i don't know i i got into the performance right away and it stuck with me the entire time and i was like this is fucking awesome i had so much fun watching this yeah yeah i would agree with that i i enjoyed it way more because even when we went to the show, because I also had work shit that I had to do after work or after the concert. So in my mind, I was like, okay, we'll go see Bad Wolves, The Who, we'll stay for a part of Asking Alexandra, we'll leave. Like, so that was already my thought going in. But then when Asking Alexandra was first or second on the bill, second on the bill, I was like, well, we're staying for the whole thing because I'm not leaving for The Who. So, and I know I didn't mention that to you, but I was like going to see how the night was going. Uh-oh. And then get ready to leave you know be like yeah, yeah, hey yeah. i'm ready to go or like i need to get home sort of thing so but i'm glad we didn't yeah even if they <laughs> so. were second i don't know or even if they were the headliner i don't know if i would have been super cool because I, the, the it was just such a good performance right i was gonna say the same thing like i don't know if i would have left because it was so much better than right. i'm saying like this was before we went and before we yeah, saw no, I, I know what you're saying oh, yeah. okay okay yeah so it was just so much better than what I remember it being. No, for sure. Um, and like I said, came out hard. They had very good stage performance, bouncing all over the place, back and forth. You know, you usually come out with your, your bass on one side, your drum on the other, or bass on one side. Your, <laughs> the uh, drum just moves around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bass on one side, guitar on the other. But some bands, a lot of bands have good stage performance where they move back and forth, and they were doing that a lot. So it was really awesome to see. Um, they own the stage. It was so fucking good. Yeah, I, I don't remember when we saw them at Hogfest, the like deep growl and the deep bass and all of that, which I really, really enjoy. So I'm glad that that was part.
part of this show versus. And I saw you looking stuff up. Was were you looking up the set list for Hogfest? Yeah, yeah. And they were there, right? They were there. Yeah. See, I'm yeah. I'm already questioning like was so it that was then? Wage War, Asking Alexandra, Three Days Grace, and then Godsmack. In Flames was there too. In Flames, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry. You skipped over In Flames. Oh, yeah, I just skipped over them. I started with Wage War, but, <laughs> um, but I think we were saying that it was Wage War, Asking Alexandra, then Godsmack, but Three Days Grace was in between that, which I remember. Oh, Three Days Grace was there too? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. So it was like five bands? Yeah, it was five And there bands. was a one band we missed all together at the beginning. In Flames, we only came in with the last song. We saw all of In Flames, I think. No. No, there was, the, there was a woman show, there was a woman lead before In Flames went on, and we came in late for that, and then okay. we saw all of In Flames- and boom, 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 boom. I don't remember that. I do. I remember okay. that. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Anyways. Um, but yeah, so I was looking at the set and they have, there's a lot of differences. Are there? Yeah. They have that time. Um, so they had Alone Again, Anti-Socialist, They Don't Want What We Want, uh, The Violence, Where Did It Go, Into the Fire, Down to Hell, Moving On, and they ended with Alone in a Room. So there's like a few only yeah. two songs. No, three songs that they played. Oh, four. The violence. I think you said killing you, moving on, alone. And alone in a room. Wasn't there one and into, into, the, into fire. the fire? Yeah. But I mean there were still other songs that they didn't play for sure. Right, right, right. But that's what I'm wondering. Like I don't know the songs, but I just wonder if like the other four songs on that playlist were like or on that set list were more like mellow. That or a new album came out, so you're promoting the new album with those other tracks. Maybe. Um, again, we don't know their music all that well, if at all, really. <laughs> but the live performance, two completely different live performances yeah. Yeah. over two shows. And this particular live performance, I thought was miles ahead of oh, the yeah. one we saw last Me too. year. Me too. Yep. So I'm very, very curious to see them again as well. <laughs> Super excited too. And yeah. to see how that one falls. So like you were saying, like maybe the lesson is don't let one performance jade your opinion. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a hundred percent accurate that zero nine three six and asking Alexandria, we went in, this isn't going to be as good as we would like, but walking away being like, that was a phenomenal, really good performances. Yeah. 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 I, th- I think that's something that we've really learned over the year as well. Or how long have we done that? I mean, right now it's been as of recording today we started the podcast or we started posting the podcast a year ago yesterday oh was it a year yeah. ago as of yeah. yesterday okay i think or was it october 2nd the first time we posted i don't know what it anyways was. It, roughly a year ago from yeah. post this recording of this our first episode went live yes and we had been seeing shows leading up to this like getting stuff prepped and just practicing and whatnot doing oh yeah we have a lot of recorded that we never post yeah um but anyways, so basically what I was going to say is like in the year that we've been doing this, we've really, one, we've changed our mind on new bands. Um, and then two, we've learned, you know, don't just take one performance. Yeah. Um, a lot of the stuff we've seen this year, I don't know. We've seen a lot of new stuff this year. We have seen a lot of repeat stuff this year. Three Days Grace being one of them for sure. This entire show being all repeat bands. Yep. Um, but there's a lot of repeats on there or from this whole year, but, but a lot of new. But I think well. most of the shows we go to are net new bands. I would say the vast majority are net new bands that we go to. It's rare that you go to a show anymore, at least for us, or it was for a while. You go to something where it's everything you've already seen live before. 
this might have been the first one, honestly, outside of. Yeah, I can't. I'm struggling to think of one. Yeah, one that where you've seen all the openers and everything. Yeah, all the openers and the headliner. Yeah, this might be the first one actually. Let's we'll yeah. go back and look. But yeah, um, that's a that's interesting. I never even thought about that. That like, because there's a lot that like we might know two of the ba- like I'm thinking Three Days Grace and Chevelle, but we didn't. We'd never seen Loathe. Yeah. Before. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Dancing was dancing. He was the new one in that show. Oh yeah, because we never seen. Dancing, yeah. Uh, Corey Taylor, Oxymorons, Orgasm. We had seen all three of those, but yep, that was we as never of this seen, year. But we never seen Corey Taylor play. We've never seen Corey Taylor's own set, own right? Set. We've, I mean, we've seen him play uh, Stone Sour and Slipknot, but not as Corey Taylor. I don't know. I'd, we don't need to go through yeah, our we whole don't need year. <laughs> but it doesn't... But it's, I, it's, that's very I, interesting. Yeah. It's very rare that you see something where you see all the bands you've seen again. Like, yeah. I, I, that's why I love going and seeing the openers is because oh, yeah. you find out new shit. Oh, yeah. And... That's usually where your new stuff comes from. Um, very rare that you go and see a headliner for the first time and be like, oh, that's your first time seeing them live, at least for us anyway. Oh, we've done that a lot this year, though. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we don't need to <laughs> yeah. get into all of that. Otherwise, we're going to be sitting all night here just looking just at all of the past all our, shows. Yeah. Going through our content. This one follows this criteria. This one follows <laughs> this criteria. Like, no. It's, just go back and listen to our episodes. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's all I really have to say about asking Alexandria is I went in with one thought, left with a drastically other one that was a phenomenal show. Yeah. Um, great state performance and sound. So yeah. Um, I would agree. Sweet. So first, whenever I say the who, everybody thinks. The who. The who. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's the who. <laughs> yeah, I kind of had that same sort of struggle of the who and then like nope not that who the other who yeah because nobody knows about the who h-u but yeah. everybody knows the who w-h-o a more widely known band for yeah, sure yeah um so when you say the who everybody's like oh yeah i know yeah yeah i know them yeah if you watch csi you know who the who is yeah exactly <laughs> there's every theme song for csi yeah why don't you start us off with the oh, set list okay first before i go into the set list if i mispronounce something i apologize I know one language and I barely know it. English. (laughs) Second, Brian will put the songs on the screen with the correct spelling and I guess not pronunciation because we don't know. So I apologize. They started with Shahi Hutu, Shug Shug Hutu, Zeron. I'm going to say the Greg. I'm sure that's not right. (laughs) (laughs) The Garrig, maybe. The Garrig. Ute Hovende. Tatar Warrior. Upright Disdained Mongol, Mother Nature, Black Thunder, Through the Never, which is a Metallica cover, UV, UV, U, Wolf Totem, and then This is Mongol, and then they ended with Sad But True, another Metallica cover. So I apologize. That was horrible pronunciation. Yeah, again, another band where I, I we said this at the beginning. I love this, this music so much. Oh, yeah, me the, too. The uniqueness of the instruments with the vocals. The traditional aspect, it's just melted on top of metal. It's so much fucking fun. Yeah, I really like how the vocals come in and it's part of the music, which I've said that so many times this year of doing this, but um, with like how they, I mean, it's not even humming, but it's like how they. It's, so it's like the vocal throat, like yeah. singing, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but when that comes out and then that's just part of the music along with, the lyrics that are being sung by the lead vocalist as yeah. well. 
So yeah, like I said, I, I liked the music a lot. I just after like the third song, fourth song or something, it kind of got a little repetitive for me. Oh, okay. You can uh, have that opinion. But it, it turned around after that. But oh, okay. it, like two or three songs were sort of very, to me, repetitive, just back to back to back to back. Um, same, similar sort of musical style, the same way they're using the instrument, same style, like obviously same style of singing and whatnot and tr- like the traditional aspect. But the songs just sounded very, very similar to me. But then after that, then they started getting a lot more, oh, okay. um, a lot more, I don't want to say character, but a lot more unique aspects to each unique, song. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I didn't even feel that. So I didn't, I didn't pick up on that. Every single song seemed unique in my opinion. Yeah. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. I mean, there were just, like I said, there were small parts in between all of them that were like, oh, that sounds very familiar to what you've already done, what you've already used. And again, like maybe off their first album, you're going to have some similar tones and and whatnot between all the songs and we brought this up a little bit with chevelle where all of their early songs were very repetitive very sounding very very familiar also yeah um but it was even before we get to black thunder but i don't know exactly where but after like maybe the fifth song or sixth song then it's like okay there's more going on with these particular songs from here and whatnot but even though it was a little repetitive, I still, I felt a little repetitive. I still really fucking enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. The stage performance was awesome. Seeing all of them up there with their instruments. Uh, there's a lot of fuckers in this band. There's like, yeah, I was trying to just think about that right now. Cause you have the traditional drums. Yep. And then you have traditional metal drums, like a drum set. Yep. And then you have a bass and a guitarist. Yep. And then you have two people playing traditional mongolian instruments like almost upright basses but like two yeah, strings I was, and a bow i was trying to google really quick what it's called but i don't even know what to put into google oh. it. but um yeah so uh with horsehair uh bows which i remember from when we saw them at tinley park. park um the camera did zoom in on that quite a bit and i was like oh that'd be so cool to see like up front and live or you know like uh like actually see them or whatever. Okay, so where are we? Uh, then you have a lead vocalist. I'm at seven, so I'm missing a couple. Uh, you have another bassist or guitar player that kind of hung back. So eight. So you have the two drummers, three traditional metal instruments: the bass, the guitar, the electric bass guitar. Then your two traditional Mongolian instruments, and then your singer. So eight is what I typically counted. What do they? Yeah, yeah, because there's four up front, a guitar, the two Mon- um, Mongolian instruments, the vocalist, and then the, in the middle you had the guitar and bass, and then the two the drummers. in the back, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so eight. Okay, so we did some Googling because this is how we do our podcast. Um, so one of the guitars that we thought was like a traditional guitar, they were actually on... You're better one of the sides i don't know what side they were on um either stage right or stage left or if this was the guy who was on stage left behind next to the drums no i'm pretty sure it's I th- i'm pretty sure the traditional is like in the front row all traditional ones i think so okay maybe but anyways yeah so one of them plays a guitar instrument guitar like instrument that's called a tavisher it's t-o-v-s-h-u-u-r so Google that if you want to look at it. But it's basically, it looks like a guitar, but traditionally. Um, and when you go to Wikipedia, they actually have the who 
pictured as an example of the instrument. Um, and then the other, um, what, the, what we were saying looks like a um, bass. The upright bass. The upright bass is a Morin Kerr. Kerr? Morin Kerr. It's M-O-R-I-N space K-H-U-U-R. So that's more of like the upright bass, which has like the um, horsehair bow and everything. Yeah, and there's other instruments as well, like obviously the throat singing. Um, there's like a, a mouth harp that was almost played once. Oh. Um, oh, and the vocalist had a flute. The vocalist had a flute. He was the one who played like the little mouth harp thing. And that's oh, did he, he also? Like the, the wah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's um, a jaw harp. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I've seen somebody play that before on like YouTube. Oh, um, really? You like just put it. It's really kind of cool. It can make some really cool sounds. Uh, I completely didn't realize that until he was playing. I was like, oh, shit, that's how they made that sound. Oh. Um, but I got to look him up on YouTube. So fucking like awesome. And then you mix all of that together with like the traditional Mongolian, like just the vocals in Mongolian. Yeah. It, it's so fucking awesome to see. And like then you, once again, just that metal element of just like the tones and the speed that you're playing and all the like the metal aspects that you get to yeah. bring it into like metal music. So much fun to see. Yeah. Um, the closest thing I said, I said this earlier, the closest thing I can compare it to is Elvetia. Yeah, yeah. Which, to compare that, um, even Wikipedia has The Who as folk metal and Elveti is also... Folk metal. Folk metal. So I wonder if that's just like you bring in your traditional aspects of your culture and then that becomes folk metal. Yeah, and I mean, like your lyrical style, not necessarily your style, but the lyrical content itself... Yeah going back to like old mythology and old um and by old i mean like folklore that's where i'm saying yes, old because yeah, folklore. that's okay um but your mythology your stories you've told over time as children what just kind of grown up in the region as like this is a story to tell so like bringing that in on top of the music and then if you bring in the lyrics in that particular tongue really fucking cool i love that yeah yeah even when they played uh true and through the never through the never sorry i forgot what the two they played um they sang in yes um mongolian which was really cool do they do that on the blacklist do they, they do it's all in mongolian um, oh that's awesome wolf totem they have an english version where oh. somebody i can't remember who oh, comes in yes yes i remember seeing that uh and then i and black thun yeah black thunder have english backing vocals come in or do like the chorus and whatnot or even sing the entire thing in an english version which is kind of cool. I do enjoy that, but I don't like those versions as much. I, I think I would agree. Um, Black Totem, I have, or Black Totem, so I put them together. Wolf Totem, I have um, heard the English, and I think that's the one that comes, that I see more. I think I have it on YouTube, maybe. It's definitely like the older of the two songs. Black Thunder's newer, so. Yeah. Um, but what I'm saying is, like, I think I searched it out once on YouTube, so it comes up every once in a while, like, listen to this, and whenever I see it, I'm like, Yes, I will. Thanks. <laughs> um, but I like the English version, but I think what you're saying also is I like the native yeah, Mongolian version. Yeah, the non-English version, version better. Yeah, the Mongolian version better. So, And I did wonder that throughout the set when they started playing Black Thunder and Wolf Toad. I'm like, is Asking Alexandria going to come back out and oh, play with them? That would have been um, interesting. It would have been interesting. would have been kind of cool, maybe a little fun, but also... I completely understand them not coming out and doing it. Yeah. But, and I was completely fine with them also not doing that. So one thing I noticed during the who's performance, 
the crowd kind of thinned out a it little bit. It did a little bit. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chicago has a large Asian population as well. So to me, that explained why the Who maybe headlined this particular performance. Again, maybe bringing that up to what we were saying about co-headlining tours, flipping back and forth. There's a number of reasons you can do it. Going to a band's hometown is an excuse to put them on top of the bill. Going to a, a venue or a market, Chicago, the market of Chicago. <laughs> is that really weird? <laughs> Going to a particular particular market, such as Chicago, with a large uh, Asian population, you can probably drive more sales by saying the who is going to close out for you. And toward the end, like I said, it thinned out a little bit, but there was a lot of... Um, Asian ethnicity in the crowd, which was fucking awesome to see. Uh, even saw at least one person with the Mongolian flag yeah. just holding it up like, yeah, let's go. This is, yeah. it's got to bring you so much pride to see like a band singing my native tongue and making it and touring the U.S. as a headliner. Like that's got to make you so happy as a Mongolian descent person or somebody who speaks the tongue naturally, right? Like, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. It made me smile. Another thing I noticed is when we got there, there was an older gentleman in a wheelchair and they ended up picking up and carrying him all the way down to the front row. Really? Yep. Oh, I didn't notice that. Uh, Oh, I should have noticed that. The thing with the Vic is that it's like a tiered venue where you're on like one level, then there's a step down, another level and a step down. They didn't use the super secret ramp (laughs) that gets you all the way down (laughs) to the front for some reason. They just like, all right, we're going to pick you up and carry you on down. Um, so that was kind of cool. I did enjoy that a lot. Yeah, I didn't notice that, but that that's really cool that they were able to get that person to the front. So we didn't even mention that, that we ended up getting rail for the who. Yeah, we all the way to stage yeah. uh, left. Yeah, but. we were like on the end. But I guess when we saw them in Tinley Park and I was like, oh, next time I want to be like in the pit to see them. And I even told you before this show, like, uh, I want to be, you know, like in the front area of the venue because like you said with the vic it's like three tiers and then there's even upstairs the balcony yeah the balcony upstairs and i was just like i want to make sure that i'm down in that first area just because i want to see the instruments i want to see them perform and the people that were on the rail left so i'm just like i'm gonna i'm gonna go stand there nobody else was so i'm going to um but it was really cool to be Right there, because you can see even the dress. Like a lot of them have traditional dress and like traditional boots. Everybody had and the pointed boots yes. that like came up at the end and pointed yeah. up. Did yeah. you notice the vocalist has like flames on the back of his boots? Uh, not the flames. But I think his split out like a tongue, like a snake's tongue. Oh, at the on, okay. The I didn't notice that, but on the back they had flames as I well. I did not so notice that. Yeah, that's fun. Um, the person next to me was zooming in and taking pictures oh, of were the they? boots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, another thing, like, you just go with the traditional clothing, right? Yeah. Which just adds to the aesthetics of what you're doing. Yeah. Because it's not just listening to the music for live music. There is a visual component to it as well, right? So it's really cool when bands can do this sort of, um, I don't want to say costume, but sort of like, we're going to dress this way. Yeah. So I, even though I say that, I remember during Omnium Gathering with Elvetia, um, they were all wearing, like, the jean. Oh, yeah. The, the, jean the jean jackets, jackets. Oh that my part gosh, i was like the jean jackets so to me that's one where it didn't really play out that well yeah but for the who like having similar clothing style to like bring in the whole mongolian folklore and mongolian folk like just mongolian culture 
uh, was super awesome to see. Yeah, I think the other one that does it really well that we've seen multiple times is Bloody Wood. Um, cause they also have, yes, yes, are yes. they considered folk metal? They are, they're a folk new metal band. Okay. Yeah. So with the, um, traditional drums and everything, but then also, um, three of them, am I right? Three of them wear traditional dress as well. Yep. Yep. Um, a number of them. I don't know how many, but yeah. Yeah. I don't think the drummer doesn't, um, Raul doesn't. Yeah. I don't know. So I probably missed somebody cause I think there's six members. Anyways, but yeah, so they wear a traditional dress as well. And that melds, I mean, it just brings you into the atmosphere of yeah. the music even more. And same with the Who. Like, just seeing the dress and everything just brings you in a lot more. Yeah. It was really cool to hear through the Never Live and Sad But True Live. I'm yeah. glad we got both of those instead of just one. But I wonder if, they, if they're not headlining if they do both of them. Yeah, see, I don't know. Um, again, if you're not, this, this setup of having two headliners allows you to have a larger longer set list yeah. so maybe maybe they actually do i don't know yeah in any case a phenomenal show so oh, yes. glad we went so glad we got close i to can't see everything. wait to see them again all the bands shocked me i was very happy all night long i was only going to go in thinking i was going to enjoy the who and bad wolves and then finding out bad wolves isn't going to be there but zero nine three six put on a killer show uh, asking Alexandria put on a killer fucking show and who came out and just owned the house and it was fucking awesome. Yes. Yes. I was pleasantly surprised when I left. So yeah, and very, very, very good show. Yeah. And as we said, the moral of the story, at least for us was just when you have a bad experience with the band doesn't mean don't go see him again. Yeah. Um, and don't be like, just they be fucking suck. right. Yeah. That performance wasn't good. You didn't enjoy the music, but there's people there who enjoy it. Next time you see them, if, could be a drastically different show and you could fall back in love exactly with this band. exactly so yeah uh go see some live music even if you've seen it before yep bye